moment in my life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. Happy August. Happy August now, <laughs> and uh, Mama Kay. Hey, howdy, hey. I think uh, we already had an episode in August, but uh, they don't know our release schedule, so that's fine. Uh, tonight, we are doing The One I Love. The One I Love. Lots of love lately we've been doing. We did Modern Love and Palm Springs and... Uh, well, we, we just did uh, the marriage one while we're young, so a lot of a lot of love stories. Why not continue the trend? Uh, I saw this a long time ago, like I think when it first came out. I guess not that long; cause it's only six years old. So I saw it six years ago, probably. Uh, kind of remembered it. I remembered liking it ish, and I know that uh, both my co-hosts here like Mark Duplass. So it's like, hey, this one's on Netflix. It's ninety minutes. There, there we go. Good to go. Uh, did you guys heard about it before I recommended it on to us? Nope. Also, nope. Good enough for me. Uh, The one I love. (laughs) A troubled couple vacate to a beautiful getaway, but bizarre circumstances further complicate their situation. Tells you everything and nothing. Uh, This stars, as I said, Mark Duplass, Elizabeth Moss, and uh, Ted Danton is in one scene. Uh, There's also some voices of some famous people in here that we could talk about later, but it's mostly the two of them. Uh, Ethan and Sophie are their characters. Uh, So if you have not seen The One I Love, it is a Duplass Brothers film. They produced it, so if you've seen any of their other things, it's of, of the same... Of the same style, uh, Puffy Chair, or Safety Not Guaranteed, uh, Jeff lives, Jeff who lives at home. There's a, there's a whole bunch of the Duplass Brothers production, so it's it's like it's like one of those. If you haven't seen any of those, uh, this is on Netflix. Go check it out if you have any interest. We're going to spoil it now. We rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. We start in a therapist's office, and that's Ted Danson. Uh, Ethan and Sophie are uh, having relationship troubles. Uh, it sounds like Ethan cheated on Sophie at some point, and that's a big, a big sticking point. Um, and so he suggests, the therapist does... Uh, A relationship getaway to this large, secluded estate, uh, and that is apparently going to help their marriages. There's all these pictures of other people and other couples and how things have been working out for them. So they're going to go to this they're going to go to this weekend house. So once they get to the estate, uh, they make themselves comfortable. They start smoking weed, getting drunk, have a nice dinner. Uh, and there's a guest cottage in the back. And Sophie goes to the guest cottage. And while she's there, she has sex with Ethan. Uh, but then she goes back to the house and finds Ethan asleep. And Ethan, when she wakes him up, he, he doesn't have any memory of it. And he's like, oh, they get, they're going to fight about it. And so that's a weird thing to happen. Uh, then Why the next are you morning- so sweaty? That was like one of my favorite things. Why are you so sweaty? <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of why are you so sweaties that happen in here, actually. Um, but yeah, that was a good start. Uh, and then, yeah, Ethan is, is goes out to the shed to sleep now, and she he is woken up by Sophie, and they then they sleep together on the couch, and she's making him breakfast in the morning in the in the sh- uh, the the groundskeeper guest house, the guest house, uh, yeah. and she's making bacon and eggs, and she does not like the smell of bacon, so why is she making bacon? That's very odd. <laughs> and uh, they soon figure out that there is some sort of doppelganger thing going on here. That whenever one of them goes into the shed, another version of their partner. It appears in there, and they are a different version uh, in in some ways, uh, identical, but uh, you know, with some different personality things. And so they uh, are at first they're like, "We got to leave. That's too weird." But Elizabeth Moss is intrigued by her conversation with with other Ethan, and so they're going to go back and explore this further this weekend. And it's going to uh, 
get messy. So uh, I'll start with <laughs> Jess first. What do you think of the plot of this movie? Ugh, the plot of this movie. What do I think of it? <laughs> really, really stretching out, stretching out that, uh... Your, your <laughs> I think I'll have to give it, um... Solid Cinco! Oh, <laughs> just really likes it! Ooh, you, you, you had us on the hook there. You I really, know, really I know, I really, really like this. Yeah, and I, I don't think I've watched a movie this 2020, this year, that I've liked so much. I don't even know if I've given a Solid Cinco in any of my ratings this year, because we've watched them like pretty shitty mm. shit. Um. Yeah, you've been a little down on some of the things we've done since quarantine started, but, uh, well, alright, kicks it, I mean, yeah. Good, good start here. Yeah, thank you for having me watch this. I was I was so engaged. Um, I like Mark Duplass. I think Elizabeth Moss is okay, and I think it's only because that Handmaid's Tale ruined it for me because that show was so dumb. I don't know why anyone ever likes it, but it got like huge reviews <laughs> and just made me dislike her. And then I watched Invisible Man, and she was just like stressed and dirty the whole time or something. So then I was like, whatever, I, I don't care that much for her. But she did such a good job here. Um, like I said, I already love Mark Duplass, and I thought this was so creative and so unique and so fun. So many good things. So, solid cinco. I, need, I needed that. Good. That's good. You just needed to win on here. Uh, a lot of shrugs lately, but uh, no, good start. Uh, Mama K, what do you, do, you have the, do you share enthusiasm? Yes, I don't think I'm quite on the Cinco part of it, but it is, this movie feels like rudely 2020 to me. Like, I, you know, just when you, just, you know, things seem normal, they're bad, but in a normal manner. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then there's nothing at all normal about what is going on. Hello. Um, and <laughs> if only we could just leave our house to get rid of it, but we can't. We're told not to leave our house. I feel like we're opposite. Maybe we're doppelganger 2020 right now. It's, it's, I don't think I've ever seen a movie like this. Um, you know, these movies, when they have this kind of strange twist with top doppelgangers really generally turn into like super thriller horror kind of situations. And I was a little concerned there for a little while that that's what was going to happen. I know and... you'd be afraid it was going to turn into a horror movie. I wouldn't spring that on you. It's not that. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's you I know, warn it's, you ahead of time when something's going to be something. That's true. Yeah. It's just a weird time, you know. But you could have been doppelganger Brennan and not and wanting me to watch this movie and you know at all costs, at any cost. So you know, I I've I enjoyed the twist of the movie. Um, I was at times a little confused because they were identical people, and so I had to really like kind of concentrate a little bit, uh, which. Sometimes I watch this in the afternoon. That's hard for me. So um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give it a four or five. Yeah. I, uh, so this is the second time I've seen it, but I, I mean, I hadn't seen it in a while and I only vaguely remembered it. Uh, but this second time through, very, very enjoyable. Uh, hooks you pretty quick. Like we are introduced to the doppelganger con concept in the first. I looked at the time. I took to the timer just to see like where everything was going. And in the first 10 minutes, that's when you when we meet unbeknownst to us, doppelganger Ethan. Uh, and right. yeah, the, it, it builds nice and slow once we get the inklings of the, of the other couple of the other people. It does a really good job at not, we don't know the rules, but we're given small pieces of information. And even by the end, we kind of know the rules, but even, even then I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure on exactly the mechanisms. Um, 
and they don't dwell, dwell on that too much, you know, because we're we're the aardvark in the room or whatever Ethan Two says. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the this. It's never boring. It's always engaging. Uh, I like that it gives you enough of its premise, like it gives you enough away of how it works, where it's satisfying without folding in on itself and, you know, asking a bunch of questions like, well, that doesn't make any sense anymore. Um, and the two leads, which I guess we'll talk about here. I'm, I'll give this uh, uh, the plot. I think it's like, a, yeah, I'm with Mama K. It's a four or five. Um, I'm, very, I'm I'm also quite high on this. Uh, the characters, there's two slash four. Uh, there's Ethan, <laughs> Sophie, Ethan two, and Sophie two. Uh, I call them Ethan and Sophie two because that's what the script calls them. Uh, yeah, so I, I saw the I subtitles go. too. <laughs> yeah once yeah. once we once we know they're different people we would do that and then i guess ted danson's the therapist for one scene oh, who's it mom okay back to you what do you think of these characters well this is really tough because is the house gonna be a character is the shed gonna be a character i'm just because you sometimes say these does things. the shed identify <laughs> I do as that, a character <laughs> is the shed well, pretending all, to be the house it's the- a guest house it's not a shed i mean that would never be misconstrued as a shed even a she shed no, in any it's world. A, it's a nice, There's people yeah. that don't live in houses as nice as that guest house. And I, I was a little confused sometimes about where they were. So I had to, once I kind of got that down, there's just a lot of windows everywhere. Lots of them. But I'm going to, yeah, I, I maybe I will call them characters because they, they sort of are <laughs> um, characters. Thanks for bringing that up, Brennan. And the fact that you have two people playing two versions of the same character that has to i mean you know i have to start at a five with that just because it's so the nuances that you have to have and i think that um you know mark duplis gives gets a lot to do in this movie as these characters he's kind of a ton he does a lot of lifting in this not that elizabeth moss is not good but she i mean she's also very good but he has two fully flesh characters where so sophie is like a like a one and a half kind of character. Yeah. But he, yeah, he's, and he's, you know, he's the drive, he's dri- the driving force for this pretty much. I mean, we have the story that is basically, like you said, that they're having, you know, marital issues and because he, uh, you know, there's infidelity on his part. We see everything from him. He's very confused about what is going on. And once he's, you know, starting to unravel what's happening, um he's not taken in by it like she is she's you know she's really taken in by this other um character ethan too because ethan too is probably exactly the man that maybe ethan one was when they were dating or when they had first gotten married and that's the thing that she was hoping for and Mm -hmm. and and that's the the kind of relationship that she wants with him instead she has ethan too uh, a self-described asshole and she and he describes her as a bitch and it's it's just so it reads so true to life that um you know as you're with somebody and you're you get comfortable and things get you know stale and boring and and you start to you know not really want you know put yourself in the situations where you're having fun and doing that anymore and then then this other guy comes along and it's not another guy it's the same guy <laughs> he's just acting <laughs> like he was before when you fell in love with him and wh- who's not going to like be i'm i choose ethan too you know if you're if you're sophie 
you know, he does he does all the talking. He does the heavy lifting, Mark Mark Dupuis. But I think that the nuances of the Sophie character mm-hmm. are more interesting to me than his character because he's he's just trying to figure out what's going on. She's trying to actually figure out their lives and figure out how to fix what is going on in their marriage, at least in the very beginning. The fact that sometimes I had trouble distinguishing between the characters leads me to also stick with a really high grade. I can't really grade Ted Danson on anything. He was there telling them to touch a piano key for all of, you know, a a hot second. We hear his voice a little bit later when we get a little more background on how the doppelgangers kind of work. I mean, again, not too much, but we get a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little sloppy, don't you think, in that part? The way that we hear that is that there's a there's something that has files in it where you can go and look and, you know, people are... How, how do the people actually look like the other people, though? I don't know. I, I remember the first time caring about that more and then this time actually liking that decision more. But I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll talk about it when we get to towards the end. Yeah, it doesn't really... It only matters a little bit to me. It doesn't matter a lot to right. me. It only matters yeah. a little. So, um... Yeah, I I do like these characters. I like that that there's two people that can carry this movie. Period. In four characters, I'm I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the characters a solid five. Back to you, Jess. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to do a solid cinco too because I don't know how else um like how they could be better. I think that it was just great as it was, and I was with Mama K at the beginning. I was afraid when I first watched the first five minutes. I was afraid it was going to be a movie where they were just confused about the other person doing something that they didn't do. And it was actually like the guest house version of them. And I was like, man, this, we already know where this is going. It's going to be annoying and weird. But I'm so glad they figured it out in like the first five minutes. And I was like, all right, you cracked the code. Like, you got it. Now let's move on. When he um, just comes right out of the cottage, he's like, you're taking a shower in there. I just handed you a towel right there. You're like, all right, they're going to at least be, they're going to be aware. Thank God. Yeah. I thought the whole time they were going to be confused and it was going to be like a mind fuck and just kind of annoying. Like I'm sure anyone watching this movie would probably assume that's what the premise was. Um, So glad they figured it out. They're smart characters, smart, smart characters. Okay. So I'll just, I'll just rate them as four different people. So I'll first start with the real um, Mark Duplass and um, Elizabeth Moss. I like them both. And you can tell that they are really, really trying to get their marriage to work. Um, they've tried all different options. There's been some like infidelity and obviously some miscommunication issues or them just getting sick of each other. And it, it doesn't seem like one. Oh, Mark obviously cheated. So that's probably definitely uh, he's more to blame. That's there. That's a big mark against him. Yeah. But there's yeah. nothing mm-hmm, like um, one is really dragging the relationship and the other is trying. I think they're both equally really trying to make it work and trying different tactics. It doesn't seem like there's too many grudges or anything. It seems like they're just healthily trying to make it work. And then the guest house version of themselves, they're not exactly like Mama K said. They're kind of versions, but that they want to be, but I don't, or that they used to. But I don't think that's necessarily true. Uh, guest house Elizabeth Moss. I think she is like she just seems like perfect housewife kind of character and i think I mark, mark dubless yeah. like kind of bought into it and was not entertained he was like all right you're just like you're a doll version of my wife like you're perfect like you cook well you have good ideas you're fun but like this this doesn't feel real this doesn't feel authentic whereas the guest house mark dubless he is like super fun he's charming he has good ideas he he just makes elizabeth moth have such a good time with herself 
So there is a there's a different dynamic between the two, and I don't know if maybe guest house Elizabeth Moss version if she like didn't like complete all the trainings or what because she didn't do her job as well. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't complete the training. Or does, she it didn't just, do the- or does it just say that that the real Sophie was just not interesting and there was nothing to pull from, and so she just went to like you know nineteen fifties housewife. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what she seemed like to me. Um, she wasn't fun enough and she or if you wanted to be like the perfect version of yourself I, I think she was lacking the fun she was just like the, like a doll but I like when they all come together and group up let's see guest house version Mark he was definitely like conceited and cocky and he wanted there to be tension because he fell in love with the real uh, Elizabeth Moss and he kind of wanted to just go off with her and make the other two jealous and mad so it would be an easy getaway um so he definitely has an ego in his own mind he probably maybe he didn't complete the trainings either because he didn't really get the whole concept <laughs> seems like every other couple in the file figured it out except for them but yeah that's enough rambling along about them i like their different dynamics i think this was really fun so yeah pure solid cinco it's uh yeah, I'm fe- we're going to fiesta this one. The fiesta! It's, it's you need to have the mariachi, uh, the mariachi music after we have that. Yeah. I keep not doing that. Is that <laughs> appropriation? Can we do that? Why not? Ah. I'll have to look it up. Uh, the, the it's yeah, it's two people, four characters, and I'm never and I'm never bored. That's a that's a that's tough. That is not an easy uh, rope to walk. Um, and I find myself shifting all the time on who I like and who I because even the the perfect versions or whatever uh, that are in the that are the twos they have their own character flaws and and problems. Especially by the end, they get they, a lot of cracks. Uh, like at the beginning, I'm totally with I'm totally with Sophie. Like. This guy's Ethan's too. Con- he's too controlling. Um, he's you know, self saboteur. Uh, he's super insecure, and he's the one who cheated. You know, back whenever that happened, and he wants to just move on. He's kind of a put a band aid over things, and then we see, and it's hard for her to put into words what she wants because she even says to Ethan one, Ethan two says things to me that I don't even know how to like. I don't even know that's what I want, but it's exactly what I want. When he gives the right. his speech on. Um, why, when she asks Ethan too, why did you cheat on me? Like it, like it was Ethan one, and he gives the perfect answer, that exactly what she wants to hear, like the exact thing that'll that will make it better for her. Um, right. And then, so the whole time, first time, and most the first half of this, the second time, uh, I I think of Ethan two and Sophie two as the perfect versions of the other person, like what they most want. You know, Mark Duplass. Ethan wants her to be kind of just the, like do whatever she kind of wants, not in like a super like assholey way, but just like a you know be be real submissive, like just be just go along with what I do. And he she wants the more complex version of Ethan two or the more complex character that Ethan two is. Then by the second half, when we get more of the two of the of Ethan two, and we get a little bit of Sophie two, enough where I kind of think her character is something different by the end. I think Ethan two and Sophie two, whatever they used to be, they're still those people, and they're their own characters with their own relationship problems, and that makes the ending happen that we get. Which I don't want to talk more about that. I'll save that for the <laughs> resonance and feel when we get to the ending. The ending, so stuff happens. Um, but yeah, solid synchos. I don't think uh, there's any dispute in here that these these are very interesting, 
very interesting characters and great performances all around. Um, the visual and sound, this will be an interesting one. Back to you, Jess. I don't remember there being any distinct music just besides like regular orchestra dramatic music that is always in movies. But I, I thought it was fine. I liked, I think with Mama K's comment, they could have differentiated the guest house and regular house a little bit differently because there were some times I was like, wait, which house are they again? So if they just had the distinct wallpaper in one house or something, they would clearly know you're in the <laughs> guest house. That could have helped a bit. Um, but I like how it was just an Airbnb setting. It wasn't like they were in a hotel getaway. It was actually a house and actually a cottage. And it was like this cute, quaint little garden mountain area. Um, so I liked the setting Mm -hmm. where it was all set. And the camera shots are really cool too. And I think Mark and his brother do a good job with this. And you can kind of, they have a distinct kind of taste to it. So you can, it's definitely unique, but it's not over the top. Like they pan out scenes when you can see a lot in one picture and they don't focus too much on the little details i don't know if you guys noticed but it did seem like a little distinct and they have i think they have their own flair there was nothing this is a directed by it's his directorial debut but charlie mcdowell uh the duplex has produced Mm -hmm. it so i'm sure they had their hand and you're right everything that they have their hands on has a look to it uh almost uh painting landscapish kind of look is the way I, I usually describe it even though they're small movies typically but yeah that's yeah so i i agree it is a little different some things that were like really creative like when they i'm not gonna talk too much about it but when they tried to escape the setting of the house and then you kind of see they they bounce back that was kind of fun um, and th- mm-hmm. there's the whole even element of like sci-fi to this too, because you're just like, are they aliens? Are they, are they what? So I like the little right. dip in sci-fi, but not enough where you're, it's like a, it's a stranger things where there's dem- Demogorgons chasing them or anything. It's, it's not like that. It's no, just like it's, little, it's a, little it's a hints light of it. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing really bad to say. I, I guess I'll just give it like, I'll give it a four. What do you think, Mom? Okay. Yeah, I think Jess hit all the highlights when it comes to the visual of it. Um, I loved where it took place. That's actually about 10 miles from where I grew up. And um, it was pretty visceral for me. They're out in the orange orchards. And uh, it's just a really beautiful kind of bucolic area that's pretty you know that's pretty it's pretty remote from other little places out there which you know they're literally not that far from big cities but they're they're sort of Mm -hmm. up in the mountains a little bit and it's just far enough away for the for this to happen you know where there's no you know at no point did anybody really you know i mean mark duplice's character gets phone messages or gets calls from people who are getting these weird phone messages from the other the two character i can't what's his name ethan sophie Ethan too. Yeah, I wanted to call him Henry. Ethan too, <laughs> characters. And that's about the only contact that they have with like outside worldly things. Um you know, no one's no one's on their phone, no one's on the internet, no one, you know, they're really treating this as as the getaway that it's supposed to be. And I think you're right too, Jess, about the whole there's just it's barely a dip in sci-fi. It's only sort of like you have to suspend belief about the fact that they're doppelgangers, one. And two, the part you're talking about where they sort of bang up against uh, a force field, I guess. That mm-hmm. didn't even bother me at all. I really, you know, it, it jarred me for a second. Like, oh, what are we doing with this? But then that's it. I mean, there's so many things in here that they just drop in 
And it's okay. I think sometimes in movies that are done worse than this, you question all of that because there's just so much bad that you just add it all into a big bundle of bad and this, and that would have been like one thing. But it's sort of not that. It's just one little boop. And then you're like, oh, I, you know, that's fine for some reason. I don't know why, but it is. It's fine in this world. Musically, um, I paid attention to like what was going on in the background scenes as far as the, the, the background, you know, sound editing and things like that. And all of that lends itself to, it was just that tiny bit of eerie and not anything too yeah. super weird and creepy, but you know, there were cadences and music and, and, and things, um, bird song and stuff like that, that just kind of, it lent itself to the whole feeling of this movie. I mean, this is a really, obviously really small film. And I just think that they did so much with it. If you, uh, this had to have been something where everybody who was involved just loved it and bought into it and was just like, we're doing this. It's kind of weird and crazy and super cool. And yeah, it was made by like a dozen, a dozen people. Like if you look at the credits, a lot of the voices are are just the director and the writer and, and Mary Steen, Steen version is one of the voices because she's married to Ted Danson. It's, it, I don't, wait, 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 yes, this is Ted Danson and Mary Steen version's house that they've shot all this in. Right. In Ohio. Yeah. So it's like, it's just, you feel, you feel that in this movie that it's really just a total sort of, um, you know, labor of love project. And I'm guessing it probably just didn't, you know, do well because there was no reason for it to do well. It just got made and put away. And then it's like, this is what's here. You can go see it sometime on Netflix. Um, I like that about it. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and give it a four or five for that. Uh, yeah, I, I had, don't actually don't have the problem of not knowing the different houses. I think the house, the, the, the small house looks, um, almost, uh, sea, like seafaring for some reason. Like it looks like it's like a beachy kind of house. I get the vibe. Whereas the other one just looks like a really nice, you know, like, like Adobe a manor. house. Yeah. yeah. And they, they look different enough for me. And the characters, I think, especially Mark Duplass, I always know which one I'm dealing with. Like the glass yes. and the hair thing. So subtle, but it, it's and just his demeanor between the two characters really sells it. Elizabeth Moss a little bit hard of her time, but because they're not really together as much, the only time I'm really confused is the end where you're supposed to be confused uh, or, right. or questioning at least. So I, I don't have the, those, those kind of problems. Uh, and then cosmetically, yeah, this it's, you know, I shot in a real house and it's sometimes it's harder to shoot on location than it is to have sets or CG. And this doesn't, other than the force field, I don't think it uses any, um, it, you know, when we have all four characters in the same place, I am never thinking, oh, there's the stunt double. Like, oh, there's the, like, I, it, they sell it really well. There's enough shots where they're all together where it sells me. Um, right. For a movie like this, I don't really have any complaints. And I, the, the, the sound, I like, it's a little cacophonous and it's, it's, it's eerie. It's, um, it kind of sounds like, like, um, what's that big machine that's, a, it's at a museums it's also at airports and the, there's the balls that roll in it and it, and it kind of do, it doesn't do anything but the balls like jump on trampolines and they hit wind chimes and they go down little escalator things and oh, yeah. what's, you know what those are called because that's what the sound sounded like it sounded like one of those um oh okay that's the kind of sound it sounded like the soundtrack sounded like to me so i like all those details i'm also at a four or five for a movie that has to do very little it uh, it says a lot with its with its appearance that i like um all right how much of this ending will i talk about how can i make this concise <laughs> uh 
the, so the whole time throughout the movie until the final act, the rules are you can only go in the shed and only one can be in there at a time and the, the opposite one will appear. Uh, but when they both go in there uh, at one point, Ethan and Sophie, they return to the house to see Ethan 2 and Sophie 2 both in there with them. They've made it into the house now uh, and they have a nice dinner game night thing where they have all kinds of conversations about like, you know, Ethan one is still on the sticking point trying to figure out what they are. Ethan two, very suave and good at deflecting. We get a little bit more info on Sophie two, who at first, yeah, seems like just the idyllic quiet housewife type uh, until we have the scene in the kitchen about the dishes uh, between, between Sophie and Sophie two. I, <laughs> Something I didn't think about the first time. I really, really like that scene. It gives me a lot of insight into the kind of person Sophie Two might might actually be. Like she might be more than this this background character we've been we've been. I mean, she's the fourth character basically. She gets the least time. So, right. um, and then uh, you know the the night goes on and and Ethan t- one has to leave the house because of the whole sex confusion thing that happened when he was going to the store, um, and he can't get out of the the the, the little cottage uh in, in the morning uh he has to be let out by sophie too who gives him the lowdown which is that they're trapped there ethan and sophie too they can't leave unless they're allowed to leave by the people who come in they're supposed to leave together but ethan too doesn't want to leave with sophie too ethan too wants to leave with sophie one so sophie two now has to convince ethan one to get the his sophie one out of there Everyone following? Ethan, uh, Ethan, <laughs> Ethan 1 and Sophie 2 now have to team up. So uh, when they're about to go on their hike, everyone but Ethan 1, you know, Ethan 2 is ready to get out of there. And, uh, you know, that's when Ethan 1 and Sophie 2 come back. The four of them have a couple of different scenes. There's some trickery of clothing. There's a fight on the ground. Ethan 1 makes a last plea to Sophie 1 to, to cut, leave with him and not with Ethan 2. Uh, and, you know, Ethan 2 runs out, gets hit by the force field, falls unconscious. Uh, and Literal then force field. Ethan hits the mm-hmm. force field, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he looks up, and Sophie 1 and Sophie 2 are both standing there, dressed the same. We don't know which one's which, or do we? We'll talk about that at the very, very end when we're talking about it. Um, and he grabs the one on the left, and they get in the car. And they leave, and we cut forward to... They go back to Ted Danson's office, but his office is empty except for the piano. So, like, oh, was it there? Did he run away? What happened? Ooh. Um, and <laughs> Did he ever exist? Yeah, all that kind of... All those questions. Then we cut to some indeterminate amount of time in the future. And uh, Sophie, the one that left with Ethan, is making bacon and eggs for Ethan. And he <laughs> has to think about that for a second while... Uh, uh, dedicated to the one I love plays over the end credits. Uh, I know I missed the whole tape recording thing in there, but we can talk about that too. It's a lot to talk about at the end here. Am I okay? Help me out. What do you think of the ending? What do you rev this residence feel? Oh, I, you know, I mean, I can probably be talked into this ending. This is kind of where it loses it for me a little bit. I have to, I have to really start thinking about who are Ethan two and Sophie two. Are they even the same? Are they even a couple? Like, or are they people that have been left behind through other couples? How long have they been there? Have they been there through several couples? Like, have there been six sets of people that have come through that have not been able to be convinced? You know what I'm saying? I've got theories, but yeah, I understand. This is now a question. Yeah, this is. And so this is all of this is going through my mind in the last, what, 
eight minutes, six minutes of this movie. I told you, I, just, um, I had a lot to say there at the ending. There's a lot of <laughs> things that happened in the last 20 minutes. Of yeah, this so I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answer to that. And those things make me uneasy about the ending a little bit because I, I kind of, you know, in the beginning, I feel like, okay, Sophie one is going to get the shaft in this is this is what and then and she's gotten the shaft the whole movie and here we are again in a movie where the dude is kind of a douchebag and he wins out I don't like this this isn't working for me uh, but then I started thinking about if Sophie one really wanted to you know stay with the other guy the well, what's winning in this case like who like who what is what is getting what they want in in for all four well for her i mean i think looking back for her it's clearly she would rather stay sort of in this hellish loop than go back to the life that she had with ethan one like she's sticking around with even though ethan two showed his true colors which he wasn't the guy he wasn't this you know magnanimous guy who he just either over time or i think it's over time that's my theory is that over time he's been able to figure out what you know these people are put there for and that what the the kind of things that a woman wants to hear uh in an apology of that sort that he gave and you know probably through trial trial and error he's been able to figure that out and so when he does he seems really great ethan too does but then then his true colors sort of come out that he's really just trying to manipulate the situation to get back to to real life so that they're not stuck in the cottage i mean it's pretty cool cottage but you're still stuck um so i don't know her motivation between wanting behind wanting to stay back if that's what really happened if sophie one wanted to stay back because when you know when ethan one gets the choice get sort of is choosing between the two sophies well he he thinks he the only thing he knows is he picked the the two of them are the same the one that smiles at him he takes the one who's still looking at the downed ethan two is the one he does not take that's the only visual difference Right, exactly. So, but what does he base that on? I mean, what, I mean, he bases the smile on, does he think that, does he think that's Sophie 1 or does he think that's Sophie 2? I think he thinks it's Sophie 1. I think he thinks he's taking Sophie 1 with him and he's 1. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's what he, I think that's what he thinks. I think so too. So that, but that leaves you with Sophie 1 not raising a ruckus and just being like, well, I'm going to stay here with super stunned Ethan 2 and hope he wakes up from this, you know, force field situation. If he, if, I mean, we are led to believe that Sophie 2 is the one that leaves. We don't know for sure, but the bacon thing is supposed to tell us that. Um, it's totally, it's totally Sophie 2. I think it's totally Sophie 2. Well, there's two. a, there, I, th- I thought it the first time and I still think it is, but there is a visual thing that happens that makes that not impossible, but less, it makes, it makes it not a, a definite for me. What's a visual thing? Yeah. Right, I guess I'll talk about it now. So, uh, Mark, so Ethan, Two is running, trying to get out. Ethan one's running after him. Sophie, the Sophies come out of the house. Sophie that leaves is standing on our left. Sophie that stays is standing on our right. Sophie on our left, the one who leaves, says to the other Sophie, what happens when he tries to leave? And Sophie on our right says, I don't know. We've never tried. So unless they swap sides on the walk over to the downed Mark Duplass, the one mm-hmm. who asked the question is the one that leaves. So unless for some reason the Sophie 2 is asking Sophie 1 what happens, that doesn't really mm-hmm. make sense. 
So that is the only that that is the only thing that gives me any pause because otherwise you're right. Well, the bacon see, should then, be an obviously giveaway. Yeah, but I remember I actually watching. Like I was debating whether I should rewind like the the past two minutes because I thought that's yeah. I that's thought that happened, you could have so. seen the direction they were running in and something they said or something about it that it gave it away. But I was like, have- yeah. Yeah, they would have had to have switched sides. So they could have. We don't get a clear one-er shot of them coming up. But that is the only thing that gives me any pause. But that, Okay, that's so the- then if it, so if that's the case, then what actually happens at the end of the movie is actually this couple has had the breakthrough that they're supposed to have. He becomes fun and not so, you know, curmudgeonly and, mm-hmm. you know, they're being all cutesy-cutesy. And she decides that she's going to make bacon for him. That's the other reading of this. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be great, but then that doesn't really explain his reaction to when she's making the bacon. Like, his well, reaction like a, is also like sort stutter. of like... Yeah, it's yeah. Like, he's like just thinking back, like, wait a second. I think it... Until that moment, yeah. he's thought, he's thought, of course I took Sophie one. There's no question in my mind. And then that right. little thing makes him and us as the audience go like, Oh, but did he? Like, yeah. because it doesn't seem like that, 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 like, waking up and playing in bed at the very end happened the next day. That seems like it happened weeks, months later. They seem fine now. Yeah. Okay. So now that we're talking this out, I have to give this a better so not, grade than I was going to give it. It's not impossible. Because... It is very, it is, it is pretty well played to be ambiguous. I, I give it credit. Yeah. I, cause I was, I, I wasn't, I wasn't loving the, I wasn't loving the ending of it because I didn't feel, it didn't feel uh, complete to me. Like it didn't. And because it's not, it's not cut and dry. And um, yeah, uh, resonance and feel is going to be based on that. I'm probably gonna have to watch it again. Uh, so I'm going to, that's the only I'm reason I picked it because I wanted to watch it again. And I had no reason. To, <laughs> I'm always trying to watch new things. I'm like, when can I watch old things? Oh, when we review them on the show. <laughs> there we go. And it's only an hour and a half. So it's, you know, it's yeah, Mark Duplass, watch. it'll be an easy sell. Hour and a half, Mark Duplass, it'll be easy sell for Jess and Mom. Okay, I won't have to work too hard. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to give it, though, my lowest grade. I'm going to give it a four. What do you think, Jess? I think I just have to give the residents in Feel of Five. I've given so many other of the categories of five. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to think about this movie. It was just so creative. The creativity is what does it for me. I haven't seen anything else like this before. And how we talked about like the ending, how it could have ended. Like they just did that so effectively. And it was just so good. I would definitely recommend it. It, it was fun to watch. So solid Cinco again. <laughs> wow. This is, this. if this was a 2020 movie, it would be an easy, an, a shoe in for Jess's uh, top of the year. But um, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> so I, we've, I've already talked about the, the two endings. I do want to talk about, if they the if they're different people because Volk okay, said that was kind of a question like how long have they been there are they a couple or are they pieces of another couple uh, I don't really and like thinking way- about like that stuff because there's you're not supposed to know there's no <laughs> answers I think it's one of the things you just accept that's how the movie is and just roll with it yeah I think that's more the thing and like the ending dissection is more interesting for the character arcs than the actual mechanisms of how the cottage work. Uh, but I'm going to do that anyway, because I want to talk about, <laughs> I want to talk about these, these, uh, these two other characters. They, I think that, I think that they are a couple, like whatever they were is a couple. And that, uh, they're kind of a, um, when you said fifties housewife, I think they're kind of a fifties couple. He is, seems really awesome and fun and charming. And he's probably kind of difficult to her, 
when it's just the two of them. We see that at the end when he doesn't get what he wants and he's frustrated and he just he's just going to leave and try to get out of there. Um, and she is, you know, always pleasant and fine until she's cornered by the other by by the other Elizabeth Moss by uh, um, what's her name? I, I just clicked away from Sophie? the thing. Sophie one by, so- by Sophie one when they have when Sophie one and Sophie two have the have their, their they share the end of the bottle of the wine over who's going to do the dishes. Sophie two is like she knows everything. She's very diabolical when she's telling. Uh, telling well, yeah, Ethan he's jealous one, at this point. Well, she's gonna she's gonna like how's he gonna get back? She's gonna leave Ethan one's ass at the place or Ethan two's ass at the place and escape with Ethan one, and now she's gonna get out. And guess what? Ethan one, you don't get to get out. Again, if we're reading that the other Sophie got out, um, the other, you know, the, the the more happy reading is that everyone ends up with who they're supposed to end up and they, they've changed for the better, or at least our key Ethan and Sophie's have. Um, but I think mm-hmm. Sophie, too, low-key, low-key interesting on the second watch. First watch, I don't think about her too much because she has the least to do, but um, I think her 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 light and like the the only scenes that she's in where she cracks the facade they're very, they're they're creepy they're scary when when Ethan one is accusing her of not being a person in the in the cottage that's the first time we see it and every time we see it after it's, it's I, I I sense I sense a, a true darkness in Sophie too but um yeah I I I'm so glad we went back and did this I uh, I think I'm gonna give it a four or five residence field just because if it were a five I would have gone back sooner or I wouldn't have needed a reason I guess. <laughs> Um, but I like it even more the second watch. There's a lot to pick that's up. That's not on. fair. That's been uh, six th- years. You've changed a lot in six years. I suppose I have. I suppose I have. Your I'm movie not, maturity you know, just, has definitely evolved. I've probably watched, oh my God, in the past five years, how many movies have I watched? I mean, we can't do that right now. Um, <laughs> so we're at, <laughs> it's no, st- I mean, four or five. No it's, 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 I'm, I'm not scoffing at a, at, a, at a four or five. This is very good. Um, yeah, we're at the end. Jess... We're going to recommend the one I love? Uh, yeah, that's pretty obvious. Going to recommend it. <laughs> All right, Mo, okay. Yeah, I'm going to recommend it. I'm going to recommend it to me to watch again, I think, during a nighttime. I I, I, I get more out of movies at night. If I watch a movie during the, unless I'm in the, at the theater, if I watch it during the day, I'm sort of distracted by sunlight. So, I'm the same way, too. Yeah. If I would have yeah, watched it at night, it would even be a different experience. I'd probably be raving about it even more. You'd be like cinco, 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 cinco. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's fair to say that it's, it's recommend for me, and it's fair to say that we love the one I love. So that's great. I'm glad I got to use Aww. that joke that I was planning from the beginning, hoping that everyone would love it. So Aww. we we are gonna stream forever. Uh, it's, it looks like so that's fine. There's a lot of <laughs> movies to discover. Uh, if you have things to recommend to us, though, we're always got open slots. We're always trying to work in listener suggestions when we can, when they're available. Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore Podhost. Please send me Instagram ideas because I, I like doing the tournaments. I hope other people like the tournaments, but I, I just run out of ideas, run out of time. So a lot of time goes into the show, yeah, surprisingly. Uh, Films Women Pod on Twitter, and uh, you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. That is the housekeeping for this episode. Thank you guys for being on. Yeah, thank you for Thanks. having me watch this movie. I really enjoyed it. 
I haven't heard you say that in like three months, so you're welcome. Until <laughs> uh, next time, this is Brennan It's Jess 2. That's not real Jess. That's Jess 2. Uh, this is uh. Jess 2. The, the Jess 1 got so sick of the show, she she went to the cottage. What, what would be my out. Jess 2 version? I don't even know. I don't I don't know. Well, you'd have to be someone's Jess 2. Like, you would have to be someone's perfect you to them. Or or maybe you're just some other person pretending. I don't know. We, oh, I God. There's really so much to think about. You just... You just made me really sad that I called her just too, Brennan. Bye. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at FilmsWomenPod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at FilmsWithTheWomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Telesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.